The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. First guided meditation, mindful kindfulness. Meditation involves a balance of relaxation and alertness. The emphasis in loving-kindness is more towards the relaxation, a comfortable posture, unless you're sleepy. This meditation is going to focus a little bit more on visualization and mindfulness and set us up for formal loving-kindness practice later in this class. You'll settle back, close your eyes, and take a couple of deep breaths, letting go of the exhale slowly through pursed lips like you're holding a straw. And then imagine yourself in a place, maybe an eco-farm like Hidden Villa, or a petting zoo for children. It's a beautiful summer day. The sky is clear and blue, the trees green and lush. There are meadows around. And there, by one of the barns, is a group of young, very well-behaved small children encountering baby farm animals for the first time ever. Imagine their wide-eyed awe and carefulness as a baby chick is in each little palm. How careful and gently that baby chick is held. See if you can hold your own experience that way. Allow the breath to gently soothe any anxious or tense parts of you. Just like gentle fingers might stroke the fur or feathers of a young animal. Whatever is happening, see if you can hold this body, this heart, with that same tenderness, offering breath out, appreciating each breath in. Letting go of any images, allow yourself to feel safe, relaxed, here in this room.
coming back into contact. Each evening of this four-part overview of loving-kindness will include two to three guided meditations per class. We'll also be covering the pre-practices of appreciation and gratitude throughout. These are traditional practices in early Buddhism, although they're often not called by these names. And the classes will also be going through the traditional categories of beings for which people develop loving-kindness. Those are the self, a benefactor, a dear friend, neutral person, difficult person, and eventually all beings. There will also be some Q&A and discussion, some stories and instruction that I'll give, and a little bit of chanting each night. But more than anything, this class is an invitation to use your own creativity. I invite you to show up with your ideas. Don't just follow what I say. Make it your own. And feel free to share ideas with each other or the group. Some of the traditional benefits of loving-kindness can be told in the form of a story, a story that will be posted online about tree spirits, a ghost story that's not scary. But meanwhile, I'm going to talk about some of the classic benefits. In Buddhism, loving-kindness is used as protection from anxiety or fear, as an antidote to ill-will for others, and even for ourselves, and also to calm, soothe, and improve relationships and community dynamics. It's also a classic concentration practice. It's interesting to notice, for me anyway, that in recent years, loving-kindness has become the focus of scientific study, and science is starting to support, with some well-vetted studies, some of the exact same benefits. Loving-kindness calms the harassment of self-criticism. It can protect us from being haunted by fears and anxieties and insecurities and is shown to help reduce social isolation and improve people's satisfaction in their relationships. These are preliminary results. Only a handful of studies are out. And in science, nothing is proven right away. But it's promising, and it's interesting to notice that it's similar to what was in the ancient scriptures themselves. Mostly, though, metta practice is focused on cultivating the intention of appreciation and goodwill rather than warm, pleasant emotional states, although those might arise too. We're using our imagination, but we're not making feelings up. In other words, if warm feelings don't happen, you're not doing it wrong. It shifts the background attitude slowly, like mood lighting in our minds. So you may find attention to intentions shift your experience over time. Personally, I've found that on the days I practice metta, I laugh more and worry less. I have better attention, concentration, and more confidence. 
past classes have talked about increased sense of self-love or internal gentleness and more appreciation for their lives and attitudes and relationships that are just plain happier. So to get started, silently reflect or turn to a neighbor and talk about traits that you find cause gratitude to arise in you, behaviors other people engage in that cause a sense of appreciation or gratitude. I'll pause the mic and we'll be back in a few minutes. (laughs) 